from the Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Gina, and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 750, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. And so, Brandy and Gina, I know you weren't on here last week, but two weeks ago, we started, or three weeks ago, we started a segment, Say It Isn't So. And I was so excited last week because there was no Say It Isn't So's. But this week, they're back. So, um, it was nice to have a week off. A report was released about an incident that happened in Animal Kingdom in June, in Orlando, of course. A mother and her teenage son were going through security before entering the park, like everybody has to. The teenage son was carrying a Gucci bag. First of all, not sure why a boy was carrying a Gucci bag, but that, I mean, I know why they say, but it was filled with multiple juice boxes and candy bars. Between all of the candy bars and juice boxes was a small handgun. The mother said that the the boy had borrowed the bag from his sister her daughter and that she knew that her daughter did own a handgun but they didn't know the handgun was in that bag then the police ran the gun and found out that it was reported stolen from the daughter's car in may of 2022 <laughs> um the gun wasn't loaded when it was found and it's unknown if the teenage boy was the one that stole the gun i'm thinking yes um, charges were filed against the teenage boy and he was also issued a trespass trespassing warning because he was trying to trespass with the gun. Wow. What the heck? That doesn't sound like any sort of responsible gun ownership. Say it isn't so. If you pack it between candy bars and juice boxes, does it make it not set off the detector? I'm like, what is this kid thinking? Well, And they know that they open them. Like, they open and look through pretty much everything. I know for a while, like, pandemic-wise, unless it set something off, they weren't. But it's obviously going to set off metal detector regardless. I mean, it will, but I'm I'm thinking maybe the juice boxes and candy bars was trying to be like, oh, as soon as they start sifting through and they see what I've got in here, they'll say, oh, you're just a hungry kid. Like, no. <laughs> They're not going to stop looking. What in the world? Well, and if it was unloaded, though, like, I know everybody cares about, like, we're all very conscious about safety in places like this, so it's it can be kind of scary, but at the same time, if it was not loaded, and assuming they didn't find any other ammunition on him, what was the point of him bringing it? To probably just to see if he could do it. Typical teenage kid. I was going to say, it's probably some challenge from TikTok. <laughs> Same. <laughs> exactly where my mind went. TikTok challenge. Mm-hmm. This is a horrible idea. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of TikTok, I'm going to talk about little Rosie. Um, Rosie is also known as Rosie's Magical World on TikTok, and she is an influencer. And she posts about the parks, the characters, park anecdotes more. And then she's also like super, super snazzy with her Disney wear that she's always, always sporting. 
Um, she has this outfit that was inspired by Goofy and Winnie the Pooh. And then one of her outfits that she chose for the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party got a little bit of attention. So Disney recently added Goofy's nephew Max to the parade and he is sporting a Powerline attire, which is a nod to the famous pop star that he idolizes in that Goofy movie. So Rosie used this as a theme for her costume and Max noticed while he was in the parade. He walked up, he eyed her in the outfit and he started a dance party with her and she said, that this encounter brought her to tears. I saw that video. That was awesome. Isn't that cute? It is very cute. I love it. It's a good story. Right. I'm glad that he noticed her and that he, like, you know, took the time to to give her a nod, I guess. And that's when you get the magic. That is so great when you do something that's not, like, obvious, like, over the top. Like, it's like a if-you-know-you-know thing. And then the character it's directed at actually picks up on it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Rhea from Rhea and the Last Dragon is going to be officially crowned a Disney princess. She is the new Southeast Asian princess. And in September of 2021, she made her debut at Shanghai Disneyland. It is not known if Rhea will come to Disneyland or Disney World, but fans are guessing that she will appear in Animal Kingdom in the world. Rhea and the Last Dragon was praised for its representation of culture in Southeast Asia, and it's lovely to see another diverse princess join the official lineup. So we welcome Princess Rhea. And you know, I was at a um, Disney uh, discount store Mm -hmm. over the weekend, and they had a ton of Princess Rhea stuff. Wow, that's awesome. You should have raked in and then went on. What is it? eBay? (laughs) (laughs) No. I was already, Amy's suitcase was stuffed full of um, Stitch. Stitch. I knew you were going to say that. What else did she get? Pua. She got a Pua. They had the really big Puas for like 20 bucks. Wow. I love Pua. I do too. Did you see my my new one? I didn't. I don't think. Hey, hey. That's awesome. Our music teacher has a hey, hey in her room. He smells good. Is he a Cincy one? Yeah. Nice. Okay, sorry, that was a little off subject, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Thank you. It is. Well, last December, we were able to see Tom Holland team up with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the film No Way Home. Now, fans are going to watch the longer version of No Way Home. Just like all movies, scenes get cut from it. Fans were upset because they didn't admit to cutting quite a few of Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock scenes, but also some of the fight with Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and Tom Holland's Spider-Man. There will be a re-release according to Fandango, and it adds 11 minutes to the movie. This makes this movie 2 hours and 39 minutes long. The only Marvel Cinematic Universe movie longer than No Way Home is Avengers Endgame. So... You could think this is going to be a good idea. Are we excited they're going to re-release No Way Home? I want to see it. I like yeah, the first I one. See it. I need to see it. I didn't see it. So, Stephanie, I'm not sure is ever going to catch up with the adult movies. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I tried to get like a semi like 
I, I texted Vicky and I was like, hey, what's something that like I might actually like watching that the kids might, it might be appropriate for her. We struggled to come up with something. I know, well, she had already seen it, but she did, did you watch uh, The Muppets Haunted Mansion? Oh, we ended up watching Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, well. That's about, and that wasn't Disney, but that's about as adult yeah. <laughs> as we were able to get. There's some funny stuff in there for you, at least. <laughs> I was on my phone most of the time, let's be honest. <laughs> so for years, Disney World guests have been able to book their Disney Resort reservations up to 500 days in advance. Well, guess what? This past Saturday on August 19th, the resort only reservations can be made through the current available booking window of December 31st, 2023. Guests that are wishing to book beyond this date will more than likely be able to start sometime in the spring when these dates get released. While cutback on future reservations may feel like a barrier between guests and their chosen dates, let's not forget prices at Disney parks are increasing more rapidly than ever before. So it's likely that guests are hoping to pre-book long in advance. It does open up the chance for fairness and for all guests to have an equal footing when booking their room-only vacation. So I heard that the reason they had to do this is for a lot of the um, Fort Wilderness, that people want to get the campsites and they reserve them far out and just like, and even like some travel agents, like just grab all of the reservations mm -hmm. and then you can't get one. Right. Especially for like pop time like Christmas and like they know they're going to sell out so they like book them all and then they release these deals that nobody else has because they're the only ones who have those reservations so that's I think I think it's a good thing because it and then you can't do it yeah I'm starting to think that you know all those companies that we use to help you find reservation uh, dining reservations I'm starting mm -hmm. to think that they're doing that they are because there's tons of Facebook groups that do it like they will book they'll have so many dining reservations yes and then they'll say I have blah 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 some of them are even charging for it no <gasps> you aren't supposed to charge for it but if you message somebody a lot of times they'll they'll request things yeah it's it's a nightmare it is a nightmare it's just it's really so hard. And then this morning I felt bad. So I was, so I was like, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's weird though, is when you, after you said that, cause I was like, I'm sorry. I was out on the beach when I got that message. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> but um, when we, Abby and I were at the airport today, all of a sudden I got a message from um, the Disney World app that said something about make sure you have park reservations. And I'm like, did they drop my park reservations that I had? Right. So I went and looked and everything was fine. But I'm like, why would they send me that message? Well, I don't know, but I was so sad. I got on and got somebody right away. And not only did I get somebody, but I got somebody that was from Missouri. So she was talking to me about Emo's Pizza and she'd hook me up and I need to hook her up with some Emo's Pizza. And all of a sudden it went dead. So that was like 6.01 at that point. So I called back on the line and they said 45 minute wait. Oh, it's my no. first day of school. So I grabbed everything, put it in the car. I'm thinking for tomorrow because I have to get up for two families tomorrow. I'm thinking that 
I need to just leave my house at 5.30 in the morning instead of waiting on the computer and go to straight to school and then be there to do the reservations because the lady was super nice um, that helped me. But by the time I got done, literally the bell rang and the kids came in the door and I felt horrible about it. My poor student teacher. I mean, I was setting up. I was putting things on the desk. I took a picture with Kaylee because it's the first day of school. I mean, we did all kinds of stuff while I was working with this lady, but I was just like, you have got to be kidding because it went from somebody picking immediately up to a 45 minute wait. Wow. I have to make our dining reservations tomorrow for October. Yes, that's what I have to get up and do for two other families. <sighs> we got all ours. Praise the Lord. Well, thank gosh, I'm only making two, so it should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, my not, November trip might be another story because Abby wants Ohana for breakfast. I got Ohana. I got Ohana dinner for a table for eight. There's only one wow. restaurant that we weren't able to get the table of eight. Well, and then I've been noticing like some of these uh, places that you especially you know, the hard to get ones, like for some reason, they're not dropping them until like later in the day. I'm hearing from people they're dropping um, the night before. I'm hearing they're dropping after a lot too. Close to midnight, like something like that. If you stay at a good neighbor, I think we talked about this one day. They want you to make the reservations one day and then the next day you got to get up. You got to get up every day like I did when I was off property. Mm -hmm. Registers as off property, even though Disney's the one we booked it through. Yep. And some of them are like that and some of them are aren't because I have the same situation. Well, the lady said that the same thing that my client got told, because I, w I was trying for two hours before we left for Myrtle Beach to book reservations for these people. So he called her and he apologized. He said, it's not your fault. It's Disney's IT part. And she said their IT reservation part does not talk to Disney's, just like they haven't changed us to have a separate phone call system from them, from the regular people. They feel like it works good enough. People should just know to call in if they want to do it or they can make their reservations every day. See, my experience that I had was I called and they told me that I had to call back every day. But what was every morning? And they said they would help me. And this is what killed me. The third day when I was trying to get like something more difficult, like a Topolino's or whatever, they were like, oh yeah, we don't, I don't do that. I'm not trained on that. Um, I don't do that. I'm like, someone's done it for me the past two days. Oh, well, I guess you just got lucky because we don't do that. And I was just like, like I wanted to come through the phone. I was like, because the app kept glitching out on me all right. morning. And I was logged at, like, it didn't make any sense because she was just like, yeah, you can do it online, even though it's a good neighbor or whatever. And it was working like the next day to search and everything. It was just being weird. And it was just like constant. I was on, on the computer. I was everywhere. I was doing all the things I was calling. And she was basically like, oh, you just got lucky that you got somebody on the phone trained to deal with dying. Well, I did see on the, uh, the friendly TA Facebook page a couple weeks ago that they are outsourcing a lot of their call center. So it's just a call center. They have a script. They don't really work for Disney. Really? Yes. Because it used to be the best people. Right. Like if you get lucky, you got a real, that's what she meant. You got a real Disney cast member. So she must've just worked for the call center that is hired out. I don't even know what the point of answering the phone is if you're not going to help somebody. Right. <laughs> like, just don't like, talk to me. I don't even want to waste my time. You're just going to make me more angry. I'd rather sit on hold. But sometimes you can get some really good ones. 
So this week, guests that visited Disneyland were sad when they rode um, Ariel's Under the Sea Adventure in Disneyland's California Adventure. You know why they were sad? Because they went on the ride and none of the animatronics were moving. (laughs) Imagine that. The music is playing and then everything was completely still, except, of course, for the spinning starfish. That was it. Like three of them. This is a favorite (laughs) ride for many guests, but Under the Sea Room just isn't the same without those moving characters. Apparently, the ride was closed down after the Twitter user got off the ride, the one who showed everything just still and creepy looking. Several guests posted the video to social media, so if you want to see it, you can just Google it. Um, It's kind of depressing to watch. It's It's just weird to see a frozen ride like... Ooh, kind of creepy. So creepy. Yeah, that's what Ooh. I was gonna say. It did look like something was like, you know, ghosts or something stopped it, or I don't even know. Yeah, because yeah. it's dark and just like you're in a cave anyway. Right. Lord. All right. So this week, a disgruntled guest posts on posted on Reddit about Disney's Pop Century about their experience, and um, they accidentally typed "poo century." and they decided to leave that because of their visit. He said that the Skyliner was great, but the free bus transportation is terrible. While visiting, the guests didn't want to eat what was at the food cart and decided to go to Disney Springs for dinner. It was raining and the guests had to stand in the rain while waiting 45 minutes for the bus to arrive and take them to Disney Springs, um, where he spent $100 on food. Many people made comments to his posts and some offered suggestions like uh, they should have taken the Skyliner to the Caribbean Beach, Riviera, or to Epcot Station to walk to the boardwalk to get something to eat. Um, But others suggested that this guest stay at a moderate or deluxe resort for a better experience or bus stop area. Okay, I'm sorry, but I have stayed at multiple places and gone to Disney Springs from whether it be deluxe value or moderate. And for some reason, the Disney Springs bus buses stink. It takes forever. Whether coming or going, and I don't know why. This is the one point that I do agree with, or I feel bad. And I think it's the same way I'm trying to think at the all-star, all the all-stars. I really do think there needs to be an awning over those bus stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is weird. It's out in the open. Yeah, and the beating sun, when it's like super hot and you're waiting 25 to 30 minutes for a bus, it, it can get a little, it cannot add to your joy. I'll just say that. Now, I will say if you're looking for something like that, Port Orleans French Quarter has like a whole little shelter mm-hmm. and they actually have the TV monitor under there that shows you when the bus is coming. So you don't even have to like look at your phone. It shelters you from the sun and the rain. And here's another suggestion. If you're on the Skyliner, take it to Hollywood Studios. Get on the bus that takes you to um, Saratoga. Take Saratoga get off at the third stop. Oh yeah, and the bridge goes right across. And the bridge is right there. Mm-hmm. Stayed at that one too, and that was by far. Staying at Saratoga and French Quarter, my favorite part was the proximity to Disney Springs. Like if you, not that the food there, I thought the food at both those places was great, but I mean, those are, if you like Disney Springs and that's like your jam to hang out there, those are the two resorts I always recommend. Because they're so close, boat ride or a walk. 
Yep. If you're wanting to go to Disney Springs early, because, you know, they don't open real early, um, but you can go over early. There's some of the stores aren't open, but the buses at the resort do not start running until 10 o'clock. Right. To Disney mm. Springs. So we were actually out at like nine because we were trying to get there early because there were certain stores that we wanted to go to. And um, the cast, a cast member came over and told us because we were in line in the Disney stores. And he's like, oh, that bus don't start running until 10. He's like, if you want to go, then just do it this way. So, and obviously it was the easiest way to go. Nice. Well, beginning October 2nd, the Behind the Seeds Tours and Epcot Seas Adventures Tours will return. Part of the Enchanting Extras Tours at Epcot will also be returning. Behind the Seeds is a one-hour walking tour that gives you an up-close and personal view of plants, insects, and fish throughout the greenhouses. The Seas Adventures Tour shows the home of to more than 2,000 sea creatures representing 90 aquatic species, including sea turtles, angelfish, dolphins, eagle rays, and sharks. These are just a few more ways Disney is getting back to normal, so that is so exciting. Yay! Very excited. I want to do one of the ones at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, me too. I suggested behind the seats to my child, and she was like horrified that I wanted to make her learn on vacation she said riding living with the land was enough and that she was not going to do learning on our trip now see my kids would like that stuff i hope she didn't tell her teacher that my mom tried to make me learn at disney and i fixed her i told her no <laughs> that'd be funny she probably would have honestly that year in the teacher she had fifth grade she probably would have but. oh my gosh so funny well, mm-hmm. another say it isn't so. I know it's totally. And I really was hoping it was somebody else that it came to because I was going to let somebody else do it. But I was on my thing when I, when I found this article and my brother sent me this one, of course. This week, a cast member revealed some things that they see while in charge of rides and attractions. Cast members can see through video cameras. Are you listening, listeners? They can see you through video cameras. For example. Shocking. <laughs> right. Cast members caught guests taking their masks off when the show started, you know, when it started in the round. They went over the speaker and told them to put their mask back on. That would be pretty funny to watch, actually. That'd be a nice America's Funniest Home Video. You think you're all cool and take your mask down. And then here, star, please put your mask on. (laughs) So that was, this has been from a little while ago when it was required. Right. That was one of the examples. On the people mover, the cast members use the video to make sure that you keep your hands, your feet, your arms inside the cars and to make sure that people aren't getting frisky. What? Oh, Oh, no. no, I had heard about this for a while. Are you serious? I don't think it was a TikTok challenge. I just think it was somebody thinking it was a challenge. Um, So recently, (laughs) this was this week, a cast member said that some people act like babies at Disney and some people try to make them. It seems a couple was getting extra frisky on Splash Mountain and got caught on camera. Oh my gosh. The cast member said that any ride that is dark causes people to try to things to see if they can get by with it. Oh All right, gosh. people, we are begging you. Go back to your room and do it. Well, I'm pretty sure it's an arrestable offense. You're in public. And they'd get on the sex offender list. Come on, people. And of all rides, Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my um, goodness. I'm just like, those are family parks. If it's something that you don't want your mom to know that you're going to do, don't do it. 
think before public. you do. You're in public, people. You're in public. It's the challenge thing. I swear to goodness that's what it is. It has to be what they're thinking. It's for me, it would be embarrassment. But for some people, it's all about the challenge. Well, they were caught. Caught, caught, caught. <laughs> so people in Arizona, Utah, and Nevada are upset and speaking out. Apparently, their children are coming home from school with advertisements all about Disneyland. Parents began speculating that Disneyland is doing this because of the recent price increase to the Magic Key holders and them not renewing their passes. They thought Disney was trying to drum up business in the nearby states. You can imagine how excited a flyer could get a child and the pressure that it would put on a parent. A teacher commented that these flyers have been going home with students for at least 11 years. She said that teachers can decide whether they want to send the notes home or not. The teachers also said that the flyers didn't come from Disney World or from Disneyland. The flyers came from local travel agents. <laughs> we know that this wouldn't be allowed in our district. Vicki, can you imagine us shoving like Disney flyers and our students' folders. You'd be dead. So it's kind of sad that travel agents would think that's okay. I didn't do this with school. I did it at the racetrack. I had these little like door hangers with my business card on them. Um, and we gave them out at fan night a couple years ago. My friend calls me because her son has one of my oh, no. flyers. And she goes, do you know my son came home from the racetrack with my husband and said, here, mom, we're going to go see Mickey Mouse. Here's my ticket. Oh, no. I died laughing. She's like, I guess I'm going to have to take him. See, it worked, huh? It did work. I'm thinking like, man, we would get in so much trouble if we were like, because that is that's using using the kids i do this personally with my own children to convince my husband to go on trips yeah. but i'm not going to convince my students to tell their parents hey tell your parents to plan a trip with me okay like no right no 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 that's just tacky well i don't have to this year because i have three families in my room that i know of that are going in the fall and they were talking about it the other day and they were telling the kid or this was today i guess like they were telling the kids mrs black is going to disney world with me she sells disney trips you should have your moms <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna be dead <laughs> but i none of the i didn't book any of their trips but they were just saying i'm going and because some, one of the parents asked me she goes Somebody told me you're a travel agent. Is that true? And I said, yeah. She goes, I would have had you do this, even though I didn't know you before this, you know, until I had her kid. So, but. Yeah. And having them as clients is not an issue. It's just giving your yeah. flyers to them, like not telling them that, hey, I'm a travel agent. That's fine. But like putting a flyer and getting a kid excited, like, hey, this is your ticket to, yeah. <laughs> to <Right>. Disney. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little little unethical because, I mean, some people might not be able to afford to travel anywhere, and that would be mm -hmm. not nice. I mean, I use it as, like, my fun fact when I got when I stood up at the new hire meeting and I just said, I'm Brandy, I work in HR, and fun fact about me is I'm a travel agent and I'm going to Disney in October. So, I mean, then you just put it out there and it was fun. Yep. And it was not to children, though. It was to adults. Well, actually, so. our boss had us stand up the last two years and said, if you need to know anything about Disney, look around. These people can help you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I get a lot of my husband's customers because he has my business cards on his desk and a lot of times I'll pick them up and be like, oh, your wife's a travel agent? That's awesome. Well, I know all of the Your Story Travel Company agents are hoping that this next story stays true at least until, and I'm going to say, the second week in November. Because <laughs> that's when I will be there. And I know how booked it is that week. Uh, the wait times this week were low in comparison to the times that we have seen in the past several months. Um, at the Magic Kingdom, the average wait times were 55 minutes for Seven Dwarfs Mine Drain, 49 minutes for Peter Pan's Flight, 40 minutes for Splash Mountain at Epcot. There was Frozen Ever After, and it had a 61-minute wait. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure was 60 minutes, and Test Truck was 58 minutes. Over at Hollywood, Rise of the Resistance had the highest wait time on all of Disney property, which we know is probably normal, um, but it was a, only a 105-minute wait, and we have seen it way longer oh, than yes. that. five hours. So Slinky Dog's highest wait time was 80 minutes, which is not bad. I've waited for 80 minutes for Slinky Dog before. And Rock and Roller Coaster, um, the highest wait time was 64 minutes. At Animal Kingdom, the longest average wait time for Flight of Passage was 79 minutes, which isn't hateful. Nope. No, not for that ride. It's worth it. (laughs) You can play some heads up. Right. Navi River Journey was 47 minutes and Kelly River Rapids and Kilimanjaro's tied for third place at 36 minutes. That's low, especially for the safari. Yep. Please please stay like that through October, November. I just don't think, I don't have as much hope for October. I think that's just the kids going back to school. So this time in August and then September, it's always, it gets lower. Um, It's a good time to go. Uh, but then it picks back up again in October. Mm-hmm. It just always seems to, at least. In the week that we're going, it's Veterans Day weekend. So it's going to be very busy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, um, Stephanie's been telling everyone for weeks that October's filling up at the resorts and the parks, dining reservations. And this week, Disney finally confirmed what she's been saying. The Magic Kingdom is filling up and now to capacity on October 31st. So we want to tell you that if you were thinking about a trip to Disney World in October, you may not be able to do the things that you hoped you would. Please reach out to us as soon as you can. We'll do everything we can to help you create a magical vacation for you and your family. Yeah, the park reservations aren't bad yet, but the resort reservations are uh, very scarce. Yeah, and if you have not made your park reservations yet, please do that. Right. Do do not wait. I am seeing horror stories about people waiting until the last minute to make these park reservations and then they cannot get them. And it's pertinent if I always recommend to my clients, as soon as you book your trip, make your park reservations. And I think that's, I mean, clearly that must be happening that people are making their park reservations because if there's no hotels available, but the parks aren't full yet, like something's not adding up. So people are just waiting and they're not making their reservations and then they're going to be, sorry. 
I know that's why I wanted to make sure we told them if you were thinking about Halloween, you're out of luck because it's booked. Yep. Well, thank you for joining us. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. And if you would like a free quote, you can contact Brandy, Vicki, Gina, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go on yourstorytravel.com. You simply go to the drop-down menu, look for one of our names, and then we will get you that free quote. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. It will be a surprise to all of us. So I don't know if I'm excited or scared. <laughs> it's a surprise because I've been trying to get somebody to do a trip report. So I think it's going to be Brad and I doing another uh, walk and talk through the parks. I was going to say, I bet this is one of those. It's a surprise to Vicky too. It is. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends.